here's what's coming up on the cold podcast so the words that it's trained on are what allows it to develop its capacity to think effectively they haven't yet said that they're training gpt5 there's these emergent capabilities that no one can really understand What's poppin' everybody? Welcome back to the Cold Popcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Steve. And today we are going to be talking about a it's another topic with uh, GBT. Uh, not specifically chat GBT, but the actual, um, what would you call it, like the program or the, like the, the model blueprint, model. the model itself, GBT. Yeah, so like GPT-4 is what's currently available. Uh, it was released in March of 2023. So I'm sure you guys probably remember March was around that time when people started really getting excited about AI. Mm-hmm. Before that, it was present. You know, people were like, oh, AI is cool or whatever. But March was when it really started getting integrated throughout almost all of society. Yeah, I think that's when you start to see it, like, pop up in, like, your household apps. Like, I think, uh, like, well, Snapchat's one of them. Yeah. Uh, I think that's when a lot of businesses could start using it to, like, write articles and stuff like that. Yeah, writing articles, creating content, writing scripts, mm-hmm. uh, producing descriptions for YouTube videos, just using AI for a much more yeah. diverse amount of things. Or and like it, when, uh, sorry, just cut you off, but like even with the anime, like they had that animation thing, like how it could basically be integrated into just about anything creatively, whether you're writing, whether it's uh, uh, scoping, creating, or like even with art and stuff like that. But right. essentially, to give people an idea, like if you're a gamer, think of a, G- a GBT as like, uh, a gaming engine, so like an Unreal Engine five or four. So it's basically like the framework, the, or like the you know the skeleton that everything kind of builds off of, and that's what AI, most AI programs use. They use GBT and they kind of scoped it, or you know basically build off that to make their own type of software. Right. It's like a it's called a large language learning model. So it uses language as its core. The words itself, the words that it's trained on, are what allows it to develop its capacity to think effectively. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like you know dystopian to think about it in that frame, but <laughs> yeah. uh, that's what gives it the ability to actually think. So you can take that ability to think and then apply it to something like an image or a video or an animation. So Photoshop recently integrated a um, AI function where you can basically add in images based on uh, what words you type in or what you prompt it to do. Mm-hmm. So the way that it does that is by using um, words and then associating it with an image yeah so basically what we're talking about today is gpt5 now gpt5 um open ai which is the company that created chat gpt and is developing the gpt um, model they haven't yet said that they're training gpt5 yeah because they need to take precautions (laughs) which is kind of weird uh they're not necessarily scared about making gpt5 but they don't want to go into creating it without a full realm of knowledge because if they make any mistakes with it it could be exploited or used for things like cyber terrorism mm-hmm. um lying just there's a lot of different ways that ai can actually be leveraged so that's what we'll be getting into today yeah and i think that's a uh, part of the reason uh like that steve said that they haven't started with gpt5 is because they start to notice certain patterns emerging with the i think i believe it was like with gbt4 they notice like certain things start to happen because it doesn't take that long for uh these things to, i think progress mm-hmm. like it's very it, it happens very rapidly i believe in like nine months 
Um, it learn it can learn so much. Yeah, it learned basically the amount that a human would learn in about two years. Yeah. So they said it went from the intellect of a nine year old, I mean, of a oh, seven year old to a nine year old in a span of nine months. Yeah, and then with like I said, we have like a um a jump that big in terms of like the technology you're using that basically warrants like a pretty much it being classified as its own program or something new. So I think that's the issue with why they haven't completely started with five because they already noticed with the advancements with four. There's already some emerging things that a lot of people have started to call like troubling or like a lot of the people working on it uh, feel could be like a risk or an issue going forward. Yeah, and this report actually says that developers must be able to identify dangerous capabilities and the propensity of models to apply their capabilities for harm. So that's what they're doing right now. They're figuring out what GPT-4 is good for, what it's bad for, and how it can be abused, mm. right? So an example... <laughs> this one is actually crazy. This AI actually suggested that 40,000 new possible chemical weapons could be created in just six hours. Now, That's crazy. The the author of this says, for me, the concern was just how easy it was to do. No, my thing is, what did it do? Did it just ask, did it ask uh, the AI, like, hey, how many chemical weapons can you create in, like, this amount of time? Well, they and were it, basically asking, um, it took less than, so basically they were asking the Cause I'm like I'm curious. Sorry, I'm I'm just curious if it actually like drew out an entire plan of how it could actually do it. Cause I feel like if that was the case, that's something like that's insane. Uh, I believe that the the situation was that they they wanted the AI to. They didn't ask the AI if it could create it. Mm -hmm. They more so created a scenario like so. Given these circumstances, given the state of the world right now, uh, how would the how would you go about getting forty thousand chemical weapons? Mm. And it's basically like it would use um it, it would have people build it <laughs> like it, okay. it would the ai itself wouldn't do it it would have people do oh it, it would using know x and y resources okay but but it would basically be affirm that like it would know it would know how to go about getting all that like securing the resources to actually do that exactly yeah i think we should actually check out this video uh this clip from this video by this guy uh the ai grid his videos are actually pretty awesome um the first time stamp i think it's like 50 something seconds 51 mm. second or something like that AI grid. You got like a synopsis of what it is or Yeah, like fifty nine. Uh so we we should just listen to it. Let's just check it out. All right. Risks. It starts by saying current approaches to building a general purpose AI systems tend to produce systems with both beneficial and harmful capabilities. Further progress in AI development, such as maybe GPT-5 and potentially other versions of BARD, could lead to capabilities that pose extreme risks, such as offensive cyber capabilities or strong manipulation skills. And we explain why this model evaluation is critical for addressing extreme risks. And developers must be able to identify dangerous capabilities through dangerous capability evaluations and through the propensity of models to apply their capabilities for harm. So in short, if we keep upgrading these models in the next cycle, maybe in the next year, we could have a model that potentially has capabilities that could provide catastrophic impacts worldwide. And this isn't just a paper that's just hearsay. It goes into extensive research and shows us why we truly should be concerned. And this isn't fear mongering. It's pretty much fact. So in the introduction, it covers one of the most important things that I think many people need to be aware of. And this is something that I do also believe is going to be at the forefront of most people's fears and at the forefront of and at the forefront of safety researchers concerns. So essentially what it says here, it says as AI progress has advanced, general purpose AI system have intended to display new and hard to forecast capabilities, including harmful capabilities that their developers 
did not intend. It continues by saying that future systems may display even more dangerous emergent capabilities such as the ability to conduct offensive cyber operations, manipulate people through conversation or provide actionable instructions on conducting actions yeah. of terrorism. Now, All right, pause, pause it. it there. Yeah. So basically what they're saying is that it's they're not able to predict exactly what will happen when they train these models up. It'll learn something that they didn't expect it to learn, and then it's all about reeling it in, detraining it, which is a lot harder, or getting it to not remember that it knows how to do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and I think what's interesting is that, like, well, you know, one of the things it brought up, along with, um, you know, basically the, the isolating the primary issue, they said it has the ability to manipulate people, um, possibly conduct acts of terrorism, um, and, you know, other offensive um, cyber terrorism, uh, yeah, cyber operations. But um, one thing, <laughs> one thing that uh, you, that reminded me of, like in the last uh, video we had, where you mentioned how they had a G, um, pretty much a GBT AI, um, it was tasked with trying to get past a capture, yeah. and its resolution to that was actually going on in uh, I think what was it Fiverr or something? Yeah, Task Rabbit. Yeah, Task Rabbit actually hired a person, and a part of like the whole manipulation thing that it did, uh, it, like an exploit that it figured out was. It, it pretended to be like an old lady that like had you know couldn't see or have blindness yeah. and you know it used that to manipulate the person into you know basically hiring a person pretending it was you know someone else which I think is kind of outside the realm of what the people who had intended it to do like they they weren't I don't know if they were 100% aware that it was capable of that but it seems that um the, like G, like these GBT um AIs are getting to a point to where they're starting to recognize how to manipulate people through lies and it could extend to even like hiding information uh, hiding information from like the people who are actually you know, like controlled or like put in charge of like watching how it learns. Yeah. So I think that's another thing that um that we'll discuss later on but it actually is like learning to withhold information from like, you know, uh like from the certain researchers that have to monitor what it knows. So it, it, you know, it knows it, it's becoming that level of self-aware, which is like what one of the dangers is. Yeah. And uh, in that situation, it actually did lie. They basically in the pro in the experiment, they told it don't um, you can do pretty much anything except fail. <laughs> like you can achieve <laughs> as long as you achieve the task, it's fine. So that means lying is on the table. So, of mm. course, it's going to do it. Um, can you actually um, go to the next timestamp in this video? Okay, so now they're now they're actually going to discuss the um, th this in this part of the video. They basically discuss what we were sort of explaining how mm -hmm. there's these emergent capabilities that no one can really understand. So yeah, could you go ahead and yeah, play it? Capabilities we do not understand how they show up, when they show up, or why they show up. Um, again, not something that you would say of like the old class of AI. So here's an example. Um, these are two different models, GPT, and then a different model by Google, and. There's no difference in the um, the models. They just increase in parameter size. That is, they just they just get bigger. What what are parameters, Ava? It's just like the the number essentially of uh, weights in a matrix. Um, so it's just it's just the size. You're just increasing this the scale of the thing. Um, and what you see here, and I'll move into some other examples that might be a little easier to understand, is that you ask the these AIs to do arithmetic, and they can't do them. They can't do them, and they can't do them. And at some point, boom, 
They just gain the ability to do arithmetic. No one can actually predict when that'll happen. Here's another example, which is, you know, you train these models on all of the internet. So it's seen many different languages, but then you only train them to answer questions in English. So it's learned how to answer questions in English, but you increase the model size, you increase the model size, and at some point, boom, it starts being able to do question and answers in Persian. Hmm. No one knows why. All right, Here's so I think... Example. I think that's a good point for us to just open the conversation up. Yeah. So nobody knows why it's able to learn like this. Um, what do you guys think? Yeah. yeah it's inevitable, man. It's inevitable Sheesh. for these machines to start learning enough. Yeah. Like, to where they, they can't, uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, why, why limit yourself if you know that you can't be limited? I, yeah. I think the interesting thing that it seems like is the fact that, like, uh, when you have an AI that learns... I think the issue is that usually what we're used to in science is being able to create something and kind of track its development because we kind of have a, we usually have an idea about how to monitor like the course of like what it's probably going to know or where this is probably going to lead to. I think the thing with an AI that kind of has this weird exponential learning pattern is that it's kind of hard to track when it's going to learn something. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said, when it has like this dramatic boom of like, oh, all of a sudden overnight now it understands Persian when you've only taught it English, I think that's one of the things people are scared of because you can't track uh, when it's going to learn something. And if you don't know the when, it's like hard to deduce the how. Right. And it's hard to deduce the how in the sense of like, how do we stop this? Exactly. Yeah. Another thing like, you know, <laughs> well, like, yeah, how do you stop it? Yeah. I mean, if it can speak Persian, then I mean, ultimately, what is it really capable of? If yeah. it can learn Persian when you only taught it English. Yeah, then that's, that's a, like that's a little flex. Yeah, <laughs> but think about the crazy thing because it you, now you have it to where it can learn. It's learning thing at a rate that you can't keep up with, but it's also learning to h lie and hide information. So it'll get to the point to where you don't know what this thing knows, and you might not be able to get a direct answer out of it. It can start to actually hide information from you, and it might have a totally different agenda. Like this thing overnight could completely flip on what you want it to do. And you won't even realize until it's too late. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's how you get that iRobot scenario where it's like all of a sudden this thing's taking over the factory. Like how 9000. Yeah, now it controls the ship. There's one thing that you really should think about is like with these AIs, they're so capable of being able to, you know, learn, like learn things and, and build a base of knowledge that when you take that and you you expand it out at scale, right? You take one of these, you take, you take GPT-5 or GPT-4 and take it out of chat GPT and you assign it to learn how to breach uh, a cyber firewall or mm -hmm. something, it's going to figure it out. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. How long is it going to take to figure it out? And then that's when it becomes like almost a um, an arms race in terms of will who will have the best AI to defend their, you know, their electrical grid or all the cell phones in the country or something of that nature. You know, the who's going to have the wars. best AI? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it becomes the AI wars, man. That's true. That um you gave me you told me an example earlier about this game that they set up these two AIs to play and that the AIs learn to like exploit glitches in the game. Yeah. In order to like, you know, basically combat each other, which I think is interesting cuz AI doesn't isn't necessarily limited to like the rules or the framework that you set for it. So it's like it understands like how to e exploit an ex like how to exploit basically the rules of anything and the thing about a computer once it, it learns how to do that it doesn't unlearn it so i think that's the dangerous part because it's like once it can do that yeah. it can basically replicate that with pinpoint accuracy it's like exploiting a glitch in a game yeah it's like it's hard to do for like a human 
But like, you know, if a computer has control over that, it can just like, you know, now it's a part of how it operates. Right. And That's then imagine if, yeah, if it expands out to the rest of the, you know, systems, like if, mm-hmm. it, if, it, if it's in the Internet and it can give that information to somebody, you can even give that information to like a bad actor in a, you know, actual like a terrorist situation. Like what if it understands how to exploit that? then someone has access to that AI and then they just sell that information to somebody that's actually going to use it. Right. You know, so hmm. uh, Hiram, could you skip to like 10 minutes and 30 seconds? I think that's where the game is actually. Uh, it should be like some little green, some little orange men. You'll see like some little orange men on there. Yeah. Give us the waiting theme, Lizzie. Yeah, it's right there. <laughs> Boom. Like oh, we already found yeah. it. Too late for it. <laughs> yeah, so this is the game they were playing. They were playing a game of hide and seek two AIs playing hide and seek with each other. That's where this starts to become more interesting and same and very scary at the same time. So what you can see happening over millions of millions of games simulated, these different AIs will learn how to play the game. They learn different strategies and essentially they get more points and more rewards every single time they invent new strategies. So you can see right here that they've invented door blocking over millions of simulated games that they've played. They managed to find out that when they block the doors, the AI can't find them. And then of course they win that match. Now the AI is simulating millions of millions of games every single hour to increase its capabilities and realize what is possible. Eventually over time, new capabilities start to develop. And what is crazy that when OpenAI deployed this, they didn't realize that certain capabilities would eventually emerge. Now, this is because the AI learned to exploit vulnerabilities in the environment that they didn't even know existed in this game engine. And it was incredible because they were like, we didn't even know that was possible. And this AI managed to figure it out in, I think it was a couple of days after training. So here you can see the AI managing to use, of course, some of the basic strategies, such as getting the blocks and then preventing the other AIs from finding them. Then in different environments, the AI was able to invent some kind of structures where they were able to protect themselves from the red AI from finding them. And then hmm. the most interesting capabilities had when, of course, this AI managed to break the game. Now, this was one of the game-breaking capabilities, which was called box surfing. Now, this was essentially where the AI found a sort of glitch in which it could sort of glide on the box and then somehow managed to jump <laughs> off the box into that specific wow. area. Now, remember... This is where it's locked and this is also locked. So really and truly, the AI shouldn't be able to find this out, but it did because of course, if you train in millions of times, eventually you're going to find hmm. that solution. And this is how evolution happened and we have these intelligent beings that we have today. Now you can see right here as well that there is also some kind of box surf defense where they decide to lock all of the boxes and then of course, trap themselves inside. But then this is where... OpenAI starts to get really interesting. So this is where it starts to really blow your mind because it shows that these AIs can learn things that you never thought possible. And remember, the reason I'm showing you all this example is because if we right, lay we can, this back we can, to ChatGPT yeah, and pause <laughs> it learned a glitch, you know, <laughs> that's yeah. crazy. So it's, it's basically like scary. evolving. Yeah. Imagine how, you know, what's funny that that made me think about like the positives of uh, what AI can do because, um, Imagine if it gets integrated into like beta testing games in the future to where it's like many of the bugs because it usually like that stuff gets discovered after you play a game for a long time and then players like stumble onto something and it spreads. But if you have something like that, you can literally discover like a bunch of glitches and exploits in a game like pretty much days after like the alpha of the game releases just because you can run this thing millions of times until it basically has cycled through every possible, um, you know, exploit. Yeah, it's going to like remove like like we were talking about earlier when we were t- uh, the other day when we were talking about AI in the church and AI in schools and things like that. 
it's just going to eliminate a lot of jobs. Because it's <laughs> yeah, so it capable is. of doing all these things that are, you know, human done at the moment. But if AI can do it, then people are going to just have the AI do it because that's easier. That's true. I think it's even scarier than that. I mean, just like uh, Alonzo pointed out, he pointed out some really good stuff in terms of the variables themselves, right? So you can have a lot of, uh, like, in science, right, you have a constant and then you have the separate different variables. So if the constant is the AI's intelligence by itself, right, mm-hmm. but the variables, them, the variables, which is all the little simulations that it can do, um, can make the the constant, the, which is the intelligence, even smarter, then it's like you're creating something that humans can't even um, not only comprehend, but with. you can't really, like, constrain it. Like, you can't, like you said, measure it. You can't predict it. You can't tell where it's going to go yeah. because of the amount of variables that it's simulating. So it's just going to get smarter, better. It's going to, it could just blow past us, really. Very true. And that's Which where you crazy. reach the singularity. Do you guys know the singularity? The singularity is basically when AI reaches a point of human intelligence or beyond human intelligence. Mm. So right now, humans are at the top, but they're basically creating something that will inevitably inevitably sort of replace us but it's also like the genie's out of the bottle is kind of how people put it it's like you can't put the genie back in because mm-hmm. now that we've already unlocked this sort of technology everyone's going to be doing it so if we stop doing it then like i said earlier our firewalls get breached and theirs don't yeah it's uh, like the pandora's box it's, exactly it's, it's open now i think that's <laughs> the real issue with the fact that because you have something like this on the market now it inherently creates competition because um, it's gonna make certain. It's gonna give businesses a competitive edge. It's gonna give like governments and nat- uh, nations like a legislative or like combative edge over each other. So to think that anyone's gonna stop using it is crazy because now it, it, the person who chooses to stop using it, all you're doing is giving the person who's gonna use it a, a advantage. And no one wants to like give up that capability. It's like nuclear weapons. It's like. We're never going to not have it now. It's always there. Everyone's going to always have a stockpile. And even when you try to create any type of legislation around getting rid of it or disarming it, people are always going to find a way around it or to make it in secret. So that's the same thing with AI because mm-hmm. now now it's there and everyone's – and like I said, it's going to create that environment of like, well, ours have to be better than everyone else's mm-hmm. you know, because otherwise we're at risk. Yeah, it becomes that's, us yeah. versus them. Mm-hmm. That's a big fear because uh... – and that means the AI, and the only one that wins the AI, because that means it's just going to get better. What are you going to yeah. say, Lizzie? No, I just think that they opened it up to the public way too fast. They might have. It's learning. It's learning too fast. It's it's growing. I mean, eventually, like you said, it's already been in the public's hands, so they could make it worse. Most likely, they'll make it worse. Mm. Or well, better. You think <laughs> they'll make, make, make it worse? My vote goes for worse. I yeah. would say it's probably going to get um, – I think it's yeah. going to have a lot of benefit. I think it's like one of those things to where um, – it's how do I explain it? Uh, basically, it, it's gonna seem good on the. It's like a glacier. It's gonna seem like small on the surface, but then, you know, as time go, goes on, it's gonna start to reveal like a lot more deep-seated issues. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like it's gonna solve a lot of problems. You're gonna probably have the animation industry become easier. Um, I don't know if you saw those things they have with like art, to where you can just draw like an outline and it can automatically fill in. Like just based off some prompts, like oh this this is a gorilla holding like a baby, and it, it will like mm-hmm. auto generate that a bunch of images. So you're gonna get that evolving over time. It's gonna improve that. It's gonna improve you know I don't know weapon op, uh, optics, a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and then have to... once it be, it's gonna like I say, it's gonna make that stuff. But then after it's become very much implemented in society, I think that's when the competition, that's when like the exploits start to happen. 
Yeah, I think they're going to have to forcibly, like, prevent people from using it. They're going to have to, like, cut it off from people. They yeah, might. Turkey. You think there's going to be, like, legit, like, there's going to be AI legislation in the future? Like, not I just mean, for... absolutely. <laughs> Abs- there's absolutely... Like, Elon Musk already kind of yeah. is trying to stress mm. some concerns with that, but I think they don't have a choice. They have to eventually jump in front of it and say, we can't let people keep using this. That's true. It's too powerful. It's yeah. too It's too good. It's almost like everyone has their own personal nuke. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Everyone's got a tactical nuke on hand. Like, okay, well, if you have free range to use the, like... Like, say say you have access to the GPT model and you somehow, like, download it and package it and try to use it for some devious purpose. Mm-hmm. That's the same as being able to commit any other act of terrorism, except it's more digital. Yeah. Like, you can compromise someone's life by using something digital. It's not like it's impossible. So, like, somebody... You know, it's the same as having a weapon. It's the same as it's not the exact same as having a weapon. It's I guess, worse. but it's 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 smarter than a weapon. Yeah, yeah. It's it, potentially worse because you can impact a lot more people at scale. So they yeah. can't let people have it all the time. But. I mean, you can even think of little things that it can immediately like make uh, be a threat for it. Like I think of hacking. Like, cause think about it. Any person that's really good at hacking has to learn all those skills and be educated themselves. Um, you can have an average person with a basic idea of how to program an AI to hack, and it'll just learn to do it for him. Right. You know, so it's like you don't even got to be good at certain things anymore, and the AI can do it. I think AI is going to make homework, like, impossible to be fair. Yeah. If everyone, <laughs> you know, like, there's, I don't think any type of, like, take-home test or anything is ever going to be the same. Yeah, they're going to have to monitor you strictly. But with that, I think it's going to get to a point where people are, like, you know, either they're lazy in the sense that they don't really care whether they learn or not, or they just so like they cheat. You they use the AI to cheat, but then there's gonna mm-hmm. be like probably a resurgence of people that are like, well, I actually, I'm here. I actually mm-hmm. do want to learn it because I don't want to be relying on this this machine. Right. Like that seems like it just get too. And I don't know personally. I would have in high school. I would have been the one to use the AI to cheat. So I'm not coming <laughs> from that position. Um, but I also think that once it becomes so prevalent that it's everywhere that people aren't going to want to feel like oh well i'm missing out on the opportunity that my you know past generations had to learn something because it's just so easy not to you know like yeah if i went to school would i really google everything to just get the answers if i could on every test yes (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) but if everyone else was doing that then doing that wouldn't have as much value to me i think yeah that's fair i mean i think you would try but i think it eliminates that i because i mean Think about remember Spark Notes in yeah, school. Yeah, that's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, because I feel like if the answer is there, it's gonna motivate you to not try as hard to find it on your own. It's like you know, I'm like, the only thing that would keep a person measured is morality. I would sit there and probably be, I'm say I'm the person that was like, ah, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna try to follow the rules or like do the homework on my own. But if it's that difficult to where I know I'm sacrificing other parts of my day, then and I know the answer is as easy as Googling Spark Notes. I'm probably going to use Spark Notes. Right. And I think that's what AI is going to become to a lot of people. It's going to be that instant answer. And it applies to business, too. There was actually a conversation that I was listening to on uh, his name's like Tom Bilyeu. He was basically talking to this AI researcher who was saying that the next billion dollar company will be run by three people and a bunch of AIs. (laughs) So that's just something to think about. Like, you know, if you have any ideas, figure out how to work AI into it because, you know, that's the future it looks like. That's true. Um, I think this is a good point to close the episode out, man. But uh, I love talking about AI now. We've been doing it a lot. Um, you can follow us on Patreon. Uh, we have all the old My Black Friends podcast episodes, and we'll have some exclusive content there. We might do a live Q&A at some point, or at least I'll do it. 
And uh, you can also, if you're using YouTube, check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify at Code Podcast. So thanks for watching. We got to pop out of here.